Hey everyone, welcome back to the podcast. It's Christy Dole. This is When Hustle Meets Flow. Today's podcast is going to be part one of a three-part series about my experience getting my Akashic Records read. So if you are unfamiliar with what Akashic Records are, welcome to the club. I had heard about these for the very first time, I don't even know, probably years ago, but they were never really on my radar. They seemed very out there, very woo-woo, if you will, um, very esoteric. And lately, I've just been hearing about them, and I always take cues from the universe that when I hear about something over and over and I'm starting to become interested in it, it means that I'm ready for it. Same with ayahuasca, which I can't wait to do that. But either way, I had heard about these recently, and I just recently felt really called to have some sort of a reading. If you don't know me by now, I love cards. I love readings. I love mediums and psychics and all that good stuff, astrology, all of that. Um, but I really thought to myself, I, I feel like it needs to be something new. And Akashic Records and human design are two things that I've never done that have just been sort of lingering in my consciousness the past few months. So I made a few posts on Facebook and some groups that I really trust in terms of people that hold this type of space. And the way I always work these things is like the first person that I connect with that feels easy and in the flow, that's the one. So like I said, I made a few posts and one woman reached out and we had a conversation and I booked it. So I will link her info in the notes um, if you want to reach out to her and have a reading done. She was phenomenal. But here are what the Akashic Records are. I'm going to explain it to you the way I understand it. So essentially, every record of every human that's ever lived on this planet is saved somewhere up in a dimension, not the dimension we live in. Um, And there's like guardians that hold it. Now, if you're still listening to this podcast, my guess is you are into this sort of stuff. So I'm not going to apologize moving forward for how out there this is. If you're still listening, I'm assuming you're into it. All right. So in order to gain access to these records, uh, allegedly every human on this planet is is capable of, of connecting and finding their records. But obviously, I have no idea how to do that. And I want to hire someone that has been trained in it. So I hired this woman, her name's Lindsay. And um, I gave her my my name, the name I was born with, the name I have now, where I was born and the day I was born. And she, you know, went and did her thing. And we had our appointment this past week. And I want to share some of the details about what I learned about myself. And what's really cool, too, is I, I did talk to a few different people um, about getting a reading. And all of them had the same type of format where it's not just a one-time call. It's usually broken up into three different calls um, because there's so much information. And so Lindsay We had our first of the three calls, which is, that's why this is part one. And um, so she has to get my permission. She did, she did her thing. And the first session was really all about my soul, Um, my type of soul, the group of soul, uh, my characteristics of my soul, that sort of thing. So that's what today's conversation is going to be about. 
All right. So she said that souls are male or female or androgynous. Male souls are all about action, taking action. Female souls are all about creation and creativity. And then when you have an androgynous soul, it's really mixed with both. So that person would have a really healthy balance of both. She says I'm 85% female, um, which sounds about right. I am all about creating and ideas and things like that. Um, She said that female souls are about ideas, exploration, and nurturing. And for me, it would be really great to find a male soul counterpart to do the action stuff, which is very much my husband and I. <laughs> my husband really is is the doer in terms of a lot of things in our household, in our life. And I'm kind of the one that, you know, has the idea and, and he executes on it. So that was kind of cool to hear. All right. So there are soul groups. Now, I don't know about any of the other ones. I can only tell you about the one that she said I'm in. Now, this soul group that I'm in is called Polarian. Um, And she said another word associated with it is Polaris. And if you guys are thinking that that word sounds kind of familiar, it's because it kind of means the North Star. So she says that I'm a compass in in the world, Polarians are the compass. We're the North Star to people. So she says Polarians are natural leaders, uh, ready to take people with them on whatever journey they're going on. We are a compass for the people. We have a dynamic personality, loyal to a fault. Um, our energy of fixedness is very strong. However, we when we make changes, we make them so quickly because we are dynamic. And this is so true. And I was talking to my husband about this and I said to him, how funny is that, that when I am in a career or a profession or a friendship, I'm like in it, I am in it to win it. I am fully focused. I'm there. But the moment I change my mind about something, that's it. It just changes. And he kind of chuckled because in the 14 years that him and I have been together, I was a recruiter (laughs) in corporate America. And then I literally had one day where I just had this realization in a cube sitting in front of, sitting in front of a computer that I just couldn't do this for the rest of my life. And within about a week, I had quit corporate America and became a yoga teacher. And then with yoga, I was loving that until I needed to make more money. And as soon as I realized that I needed to do something different to make more money, boom, I joined an online marketing business. And I was in that for, you know, six years, passion. And about a year and a half or so ago is when I had this idea that coaching was my next evolution. And boom, I made that transition. So he's like, I have whiplash from all the changes that you've made in your life. But the truth is when I'm in something, I'm in it. And when I'm ready to change, I don't, think about it forever and ever. I really just make that change. So that was very interesting. Polarians can shift energy, which I thought was so cool. She said that someone like me can walk into a stadium and completely shift the energy of the stadium. Um, That's how powerful energy shifters we are. I have a strong ability to change the mood of a room. And I'm going to start to play around with that more because she says I just have to be conscious of it. I have the power to shift. I'm an influencer of energy. I thought that was super, super cool. She says, I have a very strong connection to the earth. 
Um, an example was the weather affects me. The weather affects my mood more than others. And what's interesting is I said to her, you know, that's that's interesting because like when it rains and snows, I don't necessarily get sad unless it's like weeks on end. Of course, seasonal depression is like a real thing. But for me, when when it's cold or it's rainy, I like to get cuddly with my kids. I like to cook and I like to just be cuddly with them and my husband. And she was like, exactly, because when it's cold and rainy, that's an invitation for humans to go within. And she was like, see, (laughs) the weather really does affect your mood. And I thought that that was very, very interesting. Um, So she said somebody like myself, who's a Polarian, when we are aligned, we are, we are dynamic, we make changes fast, and we're a leader. And she says the shadow side of this type of soul is when they become loyal to a fault. They can find themselves in situations or in relationships that are not for their highest good, but because we're loyal to that situation or that person, we will stay in it even if it's not good for us. So that was very good information for myself. Now, the next thing I wanted to share with you guys was energy centers. Um, Didn't really get a clear idea about what exactly energy centers are, but she told me what my primary and secondary are. My primary energy center is divine expression, which means, and this is so me, but this is if I have lots of ideas, I communicate, collaborate, I can create music, art, which is not my thing. I don't make music or art. But I can create communities, I can create partnerships, I can create relationships and ideas. And, uh, you know, I'm coming up with a masterclass right now about how to reclaim your 2020. And that came to me as an idea last weekend, and I've just run with it. So I very much am in that creative space, which I love, I love, love, love. And if somebody is aligned, meaning, they're in their flow with their divine expression. You, this type of person is in flow and they become a natural conduit for divine inspiration, which is just those ideas, those downloads from, from the universe, from the ether, which I thought again was super cool. Um, we're very articulate. We love words. We love expression. So I thought that was very aligned with myself. She said somebody with divine expression who is misaligned, this is somebody who will have a problem with boundaries. This is somebody who will be a forever learner. She called them the certificate people, meaning they just you know go to this course and that course and take this certification and that certification, which is a positive thing. But if you just get stuck in that consumption mode, then you're no longer creating. And that's really what a divine expression is, is creating. It's it's serving that knowledge out to the world. So she told me to be real careful about balancing my consumption with my creation. All right. So the second um, energy center that I have is divine love. And I loved this. She says, these people are the natural lovers. We are the least judgmental people in existence. We, she says, people always come to me for advice. I'm seen as a safe space. She said, this is an incredible quality for a coach. We are the healers of the world. We are the givers. Um, We model the love and care to the world that we want to receive. And the main themes of somebody with, divine love is they are non-judgmental. They are a safe space. However, too much of this 
can then turn into feeling like a victim because we're constantly giving and loving and it's not returned back to us. So another really great awareness. All right. I also, I kind of wanted to close this up. She gave me a lot of information. Her and I talked for two hours. So I'm really trying to condense all of this into a 20, 25 minute podcast. She talked to me about my spirit guides. So if you guys are unfamiliar, humans are born with spirit guides. And as we grow older, we will, you know, attain more or they'll fall off based on what we need. She says, I have five, which is really the most she's ever seen. Um, And she says that two of them are serving a purpose that was helpful for me at that time in my life, but currently they're still serving that purpose. They're still there to help to create a program within me, but it's no longer serving me. So for instance, the first one came to me when I was three to five years old. And this is the second spirit guide that ever came into my life. And this spirit guide was there to insert a program into my consciousness where I appear weak. Or actually, the the program is to help me not appear weak. So the program is appearance of weakness. And so at some point between the ages of three to five, I was essentially, my, my subconscious realized that I couldn't show weakness. And so the spirit guide came in to insert this program into my consciousness so that I do not appear weak. And while that was serving me at that age, as a 39-year-old woman, it's not serving me anymore. And so it's actually keeping me out of alignment. Um, Part of the work that this Akashic Record uh, reader does is it helps clear what no longer serves me. And so she is going to be doing a clearing for me on the next full moon. Um, (laughs) Again, if you're still listening, I'm assuming you are massively into this stuff um, because it was a little like over my head, but we are going, she's essentially going to be communicating with those spirit guides to let them know that, Hey, you know what? Your, your purpose was served. Christy no longer needs to have this program running in her consciousness that she cannot appear weak. So that should be interesting. The second spirit guide that is performing a a program for me that I don't need anymore is this idea of disempowerment. And the way she explained it to me is an overcompensation of okayness. This one landed hard on me. Um, you know, my family as a whole, my sister, my mom, we really are people that everything's okay. And for a long time, I thought that that was a positive thing. I thought that that was strength. I personally don't like to complain. I don't think that complaining helps. I always see the positive in things. And it's not that I'm trying to be positive. It's, it's just kind of how I am. However, This idea that it's not good to be vulnerable or that it can make me appear weak is keeping me out of alignment. I have to be honest, I'm still really trying to understand how to step into this place of vulnerability because I feel like I'm vulnerable, but maybe there's more energy behind that that I could have. So she basically said from when I was in the ages of eight to 12, the spirit guide came in to keep me from feeling disempowered. 
And so from that moment till now, whenever something bad does happen, I tend to just say, it's okay. I'll be okay. Let's look at the bright side. And I'm going to trust that there is another side of that that is uh, beneficial to explore. So we'll see how that goes. <laughs> um, okay, yeah, I, there's a lot more information that she gave me about my characteristics and things like that. But for the most part, this reading was pretty spot on with my personality. And what's interesting is like I'm a Gemini and I'm an Enneagram 7. So Geminis, if you don't know, we are very outgoing and expressive and communication is our strong suit. Um, and Enneagram 7, if you look that up, these are, I forget the actual name, but it's based, oh, the enthusiast. So we are the ones that are like, you know, um, excited about life. We're communicating. We're, you know, kind of like the life of the party. We're um, encouraging, fun. And so all of that really coincides very well with everything she just mentioned. Um, so yeah, I wanted to share my first experience. The next conversation we're going to have is going to be more about past lives and karma that I brought into this current life. She says any spell, hexes, um, any of that kind of stuff. She says all humans have it. And what's interesting is if you think throughout time, throughout all of mankind, just all the different belief systems and religions and practices, um, you know, we all, we all engaged in some stuff in our past lives that could potentially be affecting our life today. So very interesting. I'll be sure to come in with part two and part three. Um, and I want to finish up this podcast by just talking to you guys about the newest masterclass that I'm putting together for you guys. It's called reclaim your 2020. This is the idea that came to me last weekend. And I've been really thinking long and hard about where I'm at this year. And it's, we're almost at the halfway point of this year. And at the beginning of this year, I had visions, I had goals, I made a dream board, all the things. And now we're here at the midpoint and it's a really good time, regardless pandemic or not to look and see kind of where you're at and what you have to do now to pivot to what, what do you need to keep doing? What do you need to stop doing? What should you start doing? so that you finish your second half of the year stronger than you even imagined. So I am going to be creating a masterclass. It's $20 and 20 cents. And, um, it's going to be about a 30, 45 minute, um, zoom live zoom. We'll have Q and a at the end. If you can't make it, you can definitely get the replay and I'm going to give you guys resources. Excuse me. I'm going to give you guys resources, um, to help you start to brainstorm and cast the new vision and leverage the resilience that that corona has given you so that you can have a second half of the year that will blow your mind. Um, I will be linking the landing page in the show comments, hopefully. If not, they will be there um, next week. Definitely check out my Instagram for more information about this class. Check out my Facebook page. It's When Hustle Meets Flow. Um, if you guys enjoyed this conversation, please snap a pic, share it on your social, and tag me. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.